You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show on 93 WIBC. Uh, wow. Uh, rest in peace, Christine McVie from Fleetwood Mac, uh, English singer, songwriter, had those kind of gravelly, smoke, uh, smoky vocals from uh, Fleetwood Mac dead at the uh, age of 79. No word on cause of death. I'm not sure if she was sick or what guy, but uh, no. the um, statement from uh, Fleetwood Mac's Twitter account, quote, there are no words to describe our sadness, the passing of Christine McVie. She was truly one of a kind, special talented beyond measure, dead at the age of 79. Uh, we had music, I'm um, oh, sorry, we had uh, more news today breaking, and I'm kind of mad at Senator Mike Braun. He's been on the show several times, and last time he was on, we asked him, look, are you running for governor? It was probably a month or two ago. Uh-huh. He's like, well, I'll make that decision after the midterms. <laughs> and I go, hey, you better break that news on the Hammer yeah, and Nigel show. Right. And, well, of course he didn't. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, I've, I've had him on my show, too, but I, I didn't think I was going to rank <laughs> of where he was going to make that announcement. Um. So, he... He's going to run for governor. I mean, Holcomb can't run again because of term limits. And this opens up a Senate seat here in a couple of years. Braun kind of indicated to Hammer and I that he was frustrated with Washington, D.C. And it's a mess. And the federal legislative branch is, is, is poorly run. And the way your tax money is spent. And there's not a lot he's been able to do, and he feels like he could get more accomplished, get more done for his home state. What do you think? Can Senator Braun win um, as governor, can win an election, and who's going to take that Senate spot more more interestingly? Yeah, I think he certainly can. Um, you know, I think people are, are, are frustrated. A lot of Republicans are frustrated with, with Eric Holcomb. Um, you know, I certainly have been. I was frustrated with him during lockdowns yeah. and some of the things that even he tried to do and he was unsuccessful in doing, like at a executive order that would make it a crime to not wear a mask. Yeah. I mean, I went Free out on, in jail for wearing not wearing a mask. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I went out on social media. I was very aggressive on that and said, that's unconstitutional and that's not going to be enforceable. And I'll be the first one to litigate that issue. And um, Curtis Hill came out with an official opinion that said exactly the same thing and that went away. Uh, and, and look, I, he. He was in a, a tough position. I wouldn't want to be governor in the middle of a COVID, you know COVID type crisis. Well, uh, at well, the same well, whatever. Time, DeSantis was in a tough position, and he he, he did an about face once he immediately realized the science it, exactly. was there. And how many and times? Turned it all around. Exactly, Nigel. And how many times during COVID did you see something DeSantis was doing and go, "Man, I want one of those." Yeah, you know, I want a governor like that. Right. And and he and could have been that guy. He could have been that guy. And, and I think instead, he you're a petri dish for for protesting outside his. That's his, right. His, his, the, the the governor's mansion. And, and so I think yeah. a lot of people are frustrated. And I do think Mike Braun is more of a legitimate conservative than than Eric Holcomb, for instance. Um, you know, he's been largely true to his word in terms of trying to resist some of the runaway spending. You, you compare his yeah. voting record uh, even to Todd Young's. Oh, and, yeah. And Broad has voted against a lot of the spending that uh, has been passed, and, and he's been willing to stand up to that. And I can understand why he would be frustrated in seeing how Congress works. You know, in the good old boy system there where nothing really changes and the runaway spending never gets reined in. 
Um, and and so I, yeah, he's got a very legitimate shot. You know, you, you can never handicap races like this until, of course, you see who else is going to run. Sure. And and how good of a candidate, for instance, would Trey Hollingsworth be? Because when he announced he wasn't going to uh, re- seek re-election uh, as a representative in Congress, a lot of people said, aha, Trey, Ho- Trey Hollingsworth is going to run for governor. And and I'm sure there are going to be several others that we probably can't even speculate on right now that'll surprise us a little bit. But I think right now you'd have to say whoever runs, Mike Braun would certainly be one of the fun, uh, front runners, if not the front runner. Well, and then from a Democratic side, um, <laughs> yeah. Dr. Jennifer McCormick has been hinting all along that, um, you know, she's the former state superintendent of public instruction who is pretty radical. I mean, she was all for lockdowns and masks yeah, and yeah. mandates and, and mandatory. And, and she's somebody that's definitely hinting, hinting around at that on her side of the party. Sure. And then you've got McDermott, of course, who yeah. just got smoked yeah. uh, by Todd Young. Uh, but you got to believe that you know if the Democrats were willing to put him up once, they likely put him up again. I don't know that he would fare any better uh, for this seat than he did uh, for Todd Young's seat. And yeah, well, you have to see who comes out of the woodwork at that point. But no, I, I think uh, I think the, the Braun is going to be the front runner. But I really want to see. I think the more interesting discussion, or at least Senate. as interesting, is who's going to run for that Senate. So you get any inside baseball knowledge there? I don't know about I mean, inside baseball. I mean, you know, I, since I, I'm, I've kind of been out front on two-way issues, sometimes when people have exploratory committees or they're they're considering a run, they'll they'll feel me out a little bit on you know who I would support or who I would see as being strong on two-way issues, which is uh, you know Second Amendment issues, which is still a huge issue here in Indiana and it influences a lot of voters. Um, and and I won't you know reveal anything that that I've had uh, discussed with me in confidence, but I will tell you, irrespective of any of those communications. I mean, a frontrunner there has to be Victoria Sparts uh, for yeah. for that Senate seat. I mean, I think she's seen uh, as an up up and comer in Congress generally. I think she's been a true conservative. She's really raised yep. her profile with the uh, war in Ukraine. Uh, you know, being f- Ukrainian, right? Sure. She's from there, and she's been a, a really, a, I think, a, a strong voice uh, for freedom generally. Um, and and she's been a true conservative. Uh, in Congress as well. So um, for whoever runs for that, I got to believe Victoria is going to be uh, a front runner. At the same time, I'm also a big fan of Jim Banks. And Congressman Jim Banks has yeah. is, is, is also been a great I like conservative. Him. I like him a ton. And uh, and we 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 could do a lot worse than if we either had Jim Banks or Victoria Sparks in that Senate seat. And I think it would be a, 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 a real positive for Indiana if either one of those occurs. I would I would speculate those two are the front runners there. And then, you know, again, you, you, you can always be surprised when somebody throws sure. their hat in the ring. It's the Hammer and Nigel show.